The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I haven't been doing radio a long time, about uh, seven years or uh, six, depending on who you talk to, because I did a year for free. Um, there's only been, honestly, two stories throughout those six or seven years that absolutely gutted me when I heard the story. And whose story I kind of embraced and said, it's not enough to just do this story. We have to do something. One was Cindy and Josh Nickel, who had adopted a child from the Congo, the Democratic Republic of Congo, and were completely unable to bring the child to Edmonton. And it was a story that I did when I was in mornings. And I, I stayed in touch with Cindy Nickel and stayed with the story until the day that Christopher arrived home. And if I'm not, and by home, I mean Edmonton. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was like Christmas Eve of that year. And this is the other story that when it was brought to my attention, and apparently I'm not alone on this because of all the stories that we've brought you over the years and of all the people we've talked to, I've never seen more people want to follow up and find out how the story ended. And the story I'm referring to is that of uh, this sports team, um, and Barry Curtis. Barry Curtis, a coach with the uh, Canadian Athletic Development Academy, the Red Storm. This was a group of 13 to 17 year old boys who wanted to go to or had planned to go to uh, some tournaments, two tournaments down in Las Vegas, and found themselves with only days to go $12,000 short. And for those who listen every day, you'll know that we came in that day on a Monday and put it out to you, the listener to step up and help us and help this team and find a way to send them to Las Vegas. And in a matter of two hours, we raised uh, just under $12,000 for this team, and the team went. And you've been asking ever since, how does the story end? So I'm joined now by the coach, Barry Curtis, on the phone. Barry, where are you right now? I am I am now safely back in Edmonton. Excellent. So everybody wants to know. So tell us about that. I mean, you, you, we all, I think, know the story. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a club. Or perhaps you could just tell us really uh, quickly, for those who aren't familiar with the story, you coach a team. Who's on this team? And what was the challenge? Okay. Um, I coach a team, uh, some of which were under, well, say underprivileged youth. Uh, and... Um, you know, our, our organization specializes with working with the underdogs, right, with kids and communities that really don't have the resources to, to work with those same kids in the same way that we do. Um, and, of course, we had an ex- uh, some, uh, I would say, crazy exceptions, even, you know, uh, regards to that with this particular group. And, um, and two of the kids, well, there's four of them in total, that really needed our help, and obviously, the heart of Edmonton came through. Um, um, uh, it made me cry as a grown man, and uh, <laughs> in, in so many ways. Yeah, and, it was uh, an emotional day for all of us that day as the money started coming in. I know I choked up a little bit myself because it amazed me, honestly. And and in the end, and the reason they wanted to go to this tournament, Barry, was because this was the biggest basketball tournament of its kind. Uh, there be the world. It, yeah, in the world. In and the there'd world. be NCAA scouts there. There'd be That's professional right. basketball right. players there. It That's was a right. once-in-a-lifetime, potentially life-changing opportunity for these uh, boys. So did you go? Yes, we went, and boy, did we go. Um, first of all, this tournament had over 1,229 teams. 
okay? Wow. These tournaments, per each tournament. Um, I will describe, and I'll tell you that uh, our first game, and I should probably go back a little bit, we did not play any games together, you know, as a team on Canadian soil before going into this tournament. We had a week to prepare, and that's where I initially called you from. So we went down to the to, to, to Vegas, to the United States, and our first game we lost by 50 points. Oh, wow. You know, and uh, the boys were um, pretty starstruck and shell-shocked and everything else. You know, they were nervous. Uh, the second game we probably lost by around 20. Uh, we won the third and fourth game. Um, the fourth one, because of how the bracket worked, we wound up in the semifinal <laughs> against the team that beat us by 50. And um, so we came second in that tournament. <laughs> we lost to them again. But for most of the game, our boys were winning, and they just fell apart in the end. But we're so extremely proud of them. You know, the coach from the other team came up, and like, like, they were just like, wow, wow, are you kidding me? Uh, one of the same boys that we're talking about from Kainai, he was um, he was he had he was the highlight of our tournament. Um, there was another boy from McMurray, but uh, the one from Kainai, you know, which is Jet um, uh, Day Chief, he was doing amazing work down there. Uh, and at a point, there was teams that would come over to us. And just like, wow, this kid is unbelievable. This kid is unbelievable. Coaches, this kid is unbelievable. You know, one boy went running. There's about two of them. They were guarding him. They're trying to double and triple team him. And he still scored like 36, 40 points. <laughs> you know, it was so to say that what you guys did was incredible, it wouldn't be accurate. It would be a complete, you know, <laughs> understatement. It, you know, and it was amazing. And well, you know, and Barry, it wasn't thinking. us that did it. Like we just, you know, people always want to help when they hear, when they see a need. Most people want to help, and we just put a spotlight on a need. It was our listeners, and and really the business community that stepped up and said, "Okay, we're going to make this happen." Um, and and we made it happen. But I think we were all hoping it was a Cinderella story just to get them to Vegas. Honestly, absolutely. You know, and absolutely. then I, I think we're I, we're all still kind of hoping that there's another Cinderella story as a result of being in Vegas. This particular player you're talking about, did NCAA see him? Well, yes. Um, well, he's on the books. He's on the books now, which is really important for these kids to to do well because that's how you get their attention. You know, obviously he's got some time left in the schooling and so on. So, you know, we're, you know, we've had some comments and we've had some statements that we're hoping to follow through with that, you know, and um, hopefully, you know, we can do that and get him the notoriety and the recognition that he needs to proceed to the next level, which is some kind of an, uh, an offer, you know, hmm. a college letter, uh, you know, for him to attend a school down there. And for those boys who don't uh, end up seeing a letter, and of course it's, you know, like winning a lottery, the chances are not on your side. But then the chances of these kids getting to Vegas wasn't on their side either. Absolutely. Yeah. For the rest of them, I mean, can you tell me sort of the experience from their eyes? Had had some of these kids, for example, been on an airplane before? Had No. Some you know? kids hadn't been on an airplane before. Some kids <laughs> haven't gone out of their community before, you know. 
So it was a first for a lot of them. You know, obviously some had, you know, but no matter who you talk to from the team, and I'm sure we're going to have a a bit of a diary where we're going to do some testimonials from the kids with some photos and stuff that we're going to provide you so you can put on your website so people can actually get more of a, you know, description of how things went for these kids. Um, But to ask each one of them, they all had basically the time of the experience of their life. You have to understand, um, I don't know how much people know about basketball, you know, but certainly like Russell Westbrook was there, you know, and that was visible to them. Um, You know, Chris Paul Hmm. was there. I mean, these are big guys in the NBA. You know, uh, Carmelo Anthony was there with the team. So they got to see NBA players, probably 10, 12 major prominent NBA players that there's no way on earth they would be that close to, you know? Um, It was just amazing. Uh, Barry, I've got to uh, take a break before I push mm-hmm. myself up. Can I put you on hold and, and we'll talk a little bit more? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we're talking to Barry uh, Curtis, a coach with, uh, can, is it Kata or C-A-D-A? Kata? Kata Redstorm. Okay, right back with Barry in just a moment. All right, coming up on 3.53 here on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News, we've been talking to uh, Barry Curtis. He's the uh, director of the Canadian Athletic Development Academy, Kata, uh, and the coach of the Red Storm, the basketball team that went down to Las Vegas for a couple of tournaments. And, uh, Barry, uh, I just wanted to mention as well, um, maybe I think it's worth saying again, the companies that stepped up and uh, helped you, uh, including the Abdu Comedy Festival, Crystal Glass, Unicon Concrete, Leading Edge Physiotherapy, Old McDonald's, ADB Financial, Paul's Rebar, Reliable Tube, Cheryl Meyer, CSM Travel, Provincial Fridge, Kelso at Sun Freight, and the Edmonton Eskimos. And I I think we'd be remiss... uh, and this is a bit of a peek behind the curtain, if we didn't mention as well uh, Dr. Gans Ferentz, who was actually the individual that reached out uh, to me on a Sunday afternoon to tell me your story. Um, that's really what got the ball rolling. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I know that you were getting ready for that tournament, and uh, Dr. Gans's uh, system was running around town picking up checks. Absolutely. (laughs) Sherry did an absolutely beautiful job. She absolutely did. So many people came together to make this story a a happy ending, which is fabulous. So when you were down there, where were you staying? What were you doing during the day? I mean, tell me just a little bit about beyond the tournament, what was going on with these boys? Okay, beyond the tournament, we rented, we had to rent a couple houses because one couldn't accommodate our whole group. (laughs) And we were fortunate enough to get two houses in a gated community that were not were several houses apart, so the boys were able to kind of go from you know one from one house to the other, so they were able to go back and forth. Um, so the days basically, um, they spent a lot of time getting to know each other a lot better. Uh, we spent some time going over you know things that we needed to do as far as you know the game planning, etc. Um, but they also we also took them out. Um, they had to be aware that hey, you know, this is there's, there's sunshine out there, but there's a lot of heat, so we have to manage so that nobody got any kind of sunstroke or heat exhaustion or anything like that. So we we try to keep our our outside activities, you know, to early in the morning or in the evening. Uh, we did do a little bit of stuff during the day, but we made sure that they were going from a building to a building, which meant air conditioning. And, and who was you know who was the chef? I mean, who fed them and Made oh, sure they boy. were in bed at the right time. Well, that would be my wife. Um, <laughs> she, she. Well, we both 
did some cooking, but she did the majority of it. So I don't want to take any of her shine away from her at all. <laughs> that also means that I've been married for a while, and I want to. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. Like, <laughs> one husband you know. to another. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so but it, she, she, was, she was actually my boss down there. You know, <laughs> she was making sure that, hey, the kids have to go to bed. This <laughs> had to happen this time and that time, you know. And so, there was no disasters, nobody skipping no, curfew, nobody. No, nothing like that. We had a couple injuries. Um, one of our boys um, had a pretty high ankle sprain, and the other one had a quad issue, you know, and that affected us in our second tournament, which we were the strongest in, you know. Hmm. Um, when these tournaments, you're guaranteed four games, and in that particular tournament, you know, um, we almost got seven, you know, so that meant that we went hmm. really deep in the tournament. We ended up finishing in third place, you know, and what you need, the magnitude of that, I, I, I don't even know how to describe because, you know, one, these tournaments are so huge. And two, you know, um, we did not play. Most of the teams that we were playing, were, they were on a circuit. So they were playing a lot of these tournaments all over to, to kind of get to this one to, to, you know, obviously do some damage. So um, they had a lot more experience than we did as far as, games under their belt, et cetera. So it was just amazing to come second in one and third in the other. So, Barry, I have to ask, and I, you know, I played sports myself and I coached uh, sports for a number of years, football. Um, I'm wondering what the dressing room felt like when you were done your last game. Well, there were some tears. There was some tears, for sure. We had uh, some crying. They, they were most depressed after that very, very last game for several reasons. You know, one, because they've worked, they saw themselves grow um, as teammates. They saw themselves grow in the sport. You know, um, they experienced a completely different style of play, the different type of game down there that they play, and they were able to experience it and adapt to it, you know, as well as play, play that type of game. So, you know, it was really emotional for a lot of them because they've reached a place that they probably didn't think they were able to, hmm. to do. And, um, you know, there was a lot of sadness, obviously, because they, they, they lost that game. And there were a sadness that the trip was coming to an end and they had to, you know, come back home. It wasn't as, they weren't as happy to come back home <laughs> as one might think, you know. Um, but, you know, like we, we spent a lot of time talking to them about their experience and talking to them about what they thought and, you know, and trying to make them be as honest as possible with us and not give us padded answers or answers that they think that we want to hear, you know? So it was really interesting and, you know, mind-blowing to hear how much they really, and even at the airport when we landed, how much they appreciated the experience. Well, it sounds like they went down uh, boys and came back young men. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It, and my wife made sure of that. Yeah, you know what, and Barry, it's a fabulous story, and I'm so appreciative that you brought it to us so that we could uh, run with it, and I'm so glad it turned out the way it did. And I just, I don't know if I mentioned it in other conversations with you, but I just want to thank you for what you're doing with these boys, and I know you're a guy who likes to shine the light on other people, but you're, you're doing a great service, and, and it's appreciated, and I I know it's appreciated by the boys, but it's appreciated by the rest of us as well. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate everything that you guys done for us as well. Eh, just you know, another I, day at the office, Barry. Don't no, you worry no, about that. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, um, I myself am so shook by what 
you know, the city of Edmonton. I've all, I live here because I think it's one of the greatest cities. I travel. I, I've been around. and You know, I'm an older guy. So um, it's one of the greatest places to, to raise your family. And community is, is incredibly strong. You know, yes. And I just want to thank all of that that supported us the way they did. Barry, I've got, I'm up against the uh, clock okay. here, but I tell you what, you owe me a beer, and then we'll call I it do. even. I do. We, we will get that. <laughs> done and done. Thanks, Barry. Okay, okay thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.